Cabin One listeners, what's up? Welcome back to another episode and our first solo episode. This is Addie here recording with a special guest who will be introduced in just a moment. Um, I am sitting in Bariloche, Argentina. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, cool. Um, I'm recording with our good friend Styles. Hi, Styles. Hey. Welcome to the pod. Thanks. Y'all probably heard Styles ask us a lot of questions throughout the history of the pod. She's basically been our boss this past two years and our friend, and uh, she'll be my co-instructor on this next course. So we're on pre-course right now, and uh, we have a chance to record. So, Styles, welcome to the pod. Thanks, Hattie. Introduce yourself. Give a little elevator pitch. What do the folks need to know about you? Hmm. I'm Styles. I work with Addie and Julia, like she said. I have been their boss at our other operating location, and I'm currently Addie's co-instructor here in Argentina. Lucky me. Yeah. So how long have you been coming down to Argentina? And like, what are we doing down here? If you don't mind explaining for the peeps. Yeah. Addie and I are down here about to work the last 23 days of a 72-day semester gap year style course with a group of young men. And we have a U.S. winter slash Argentine summer program down here where we run those similar types of courses all the whole time, October through February. And we're down here doing the thing. And you were a semester student, right? I was a semester student in 2012. Wow. I was here for the first time, and I think this is my sixth time down here working. I I don't know how many months in total, but like well over a year, I'm sure, of my time spent down here in Bariloche. Wow. What do you like about this course area and working in Patagonia? Or maybe you can actually explain like what Patagonia is to listeners that maybe have not been to South America and don't know? Yeah, so Patagonia is the southernmost region that covers both Argentina and Chile. It is a sort of like desert environment with incredible mountains, probably seen in the Patagonia logo. Can be found on any Patagonia product. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's incredible range of ecosystems here from deserts, rivers, large mountains, glaciers, evergreen trees, etc. It's pretty incredible. What do you like about this environment or like what's special to you about coming down here? This place is just so wild and the culture and the people down here have really like captured me in a way that has I've never experienced in another country. And I like working down here because these courses are so remote and they feel like a true adventure. Mm. Things change constantly. The weather can be really intense. And the mountains are like breathtaking. Sick. Can you 
elaborate a little more on the like how the people and the culture have captured you? Yeah, the culture down here is just very different than the states. It's more relaxed. It's very focused on people and relationships and not and less so on money and items, hmm. materialistic things. Um it's a very sharing culture. <laughs> There's definitely like unspoken what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine sort of mantra which I like. Yeah, and I generally, like, feel every time I've been down here, I've been treated like family, even if I've known the person for just a few minutes. Yeah, one of the things I noticed showing up here was that everyone kisses everyone on the face <laughs> when they say hola, which was, uh, like, caught me off guard a little, but it's really sweet. I feel very, like, cared for, but also I've been, like, kind of congested. Maybe people can hear in my in my voice. So I've been, like, nervous, but everyone's so touchy and lovey anyway. It's it's really sweet. Yeah, very touchy. Lots of hugs. Hugging, yeah. and, hugging and kissing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, where else have you traveled other than down here? I've spent a lot of time in South America. I think South American culture in general is, in, is like, pretty interesting, and I enjoy it. Um I speak Spanish, so I enjoy traveling in Spanish-speaking countries. Yeah. There's lots of, like, really cool outdoor opportunities in South America in general, like world-class whitewater mm. paddling, world-class rock climbing, mountain biking, hiking, fly fishing. Have you been paddling in South America? Yeah. Where? I didn't yeah. know that. I have paddled in Ecuador and Chile and Argentina. Sick. Yeah. There's a lot down here. Are you, were you kayaking or canoeing? Kayaking. Cool. Unfortunately, there are no canoes to be found. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> and rafting. Did some cool rafting here. Wow. Was it expedition stuff or like... No, just day, day trips. trips. That's so cool. That's like a high overhead trip. Do you like rent boats or do you fly down with stuff? There's a lot of boats to be found down here and cool. you can buy and resell. Interesting. Wow. What a thought. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, you're going climbing. Yeah. For a month after this. Yeah, I'll do my own outdoor rec after this trip. Um, I'll be here for a month with Daniel, who the listeners have met, and Max, who the listeners have not met, but those are our friends. And I'll be down here a bit doing my own personal, personal outdoor rec. But yeah, this is my second time in South America. I did like a month in Peru when I was... 21 maybe um yeah south america is cool i don't speak spanish so luckily i'm traveling with styles but yeah i mean um this is my first time traveling since pre-covid so it feels pretty exciting yeah me too it feels yeah. really exciting yeah have you been to other continents other than south america I have spent some, like, family vacation time mm -hmm. in Europe and in Canada, but I, South America has definitely been my, like, place for independent international travel. Um, the first time I ever came down here was in high school. I did a moon dance trip. Oh, and yeah. I came to Ecuador, and it was, like, my first little taste of traveling independently in another country Whoa. and I like couldn't couldn't get enough yeah 
yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on how travel is a like beautiful opportunity for someone to um, step outside of their comfort zone or like expose themselves to something new, like how that's shown up in your life or like how you could recommend that to somebody else. Yeah, I think I think any sort of travel adds richness to your life and mm. that could even just be going to like the next state over or the next town over yeah where you have to interact with people and places that are outside of your daily world and bubble and i think for me traveling internationally specifically in in like a country that doesn't speak english has put me in this situation more than once where I like had to ask for help Mm. from a total stranger and I am like constantly reminded of how like connected and beautiful human beings are Mm. even if we don't speak the same language Mm -hmm. that like generally people care for other people and I, I feel like I sometimes forget that and it's good to be reminded of it and I think In our job, Outdoor Ed, we, our job, especially when we're, like, on course instructing, is very much, like, taking care of other folks and, like, having the answers to all the questions. And it is so healthy and good to be put in the opposite position Mm -hmm. where I have to be the one to ask for help and don't have the answer and have to problem solve it and potentially feel uncomfortable. Yeah. 100%. I think, like, personally, I see this big connection between, like, the state that I feel when I'm, like, in the outdoors, like, in the wilderness, kind of, like, you have to figure it out, you don't have the comforts you're used to type of situation, Um, and I feel that similar trend, like, when I'm in a foreign country, it's just, like, like, uh, different culturally with the language, different foods, different, like, you can't drink the tap water here, like, that sort of stuff. So, like, definitely puts you out a little bit. But also, this trip in particular is pretty, like, for me, at the edge of my, like, abilities. Like, I'm growing here because it's a combination of, like, being in a foreign country and being in the back country. It sounds like you've done, well, you've told me you've done some, some, backcountry trips like in foreign countries are there any that like stand out to you as like pretty memorable I think like just a lot of the stuff I've done around here honestly um for folks who aren't familiar with Buddy Loche it's it sits on the side of a massive lake um Lago Nalawapi which is like much larger than any of the great lakes in the U.S. and so it feels really wild and Bariloche is known as like the lake district Hmm. and so there's a ton of alpine lakes and so just like even day hiking up to like an alpine lake and going for a swim um one of my friends here Lou is pretty into stand-up paddle boarding and Hmm. so we've done some like hiking and exploring in places where you wouldn't be able to take a craft into the middle of a of a lake that's cool. Unless you hiked it there yourself. That's sick. That's, yeah, that was cool. And you've done some mountaineering down here too, yeah? Yeah, a little bit. Um, in and around our course area, mostly as like mm. pro dev. To cool. Make myself better. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. 
Um, I think another area that... I think one of the trips that stands out to me is my friend Aaron and I. This is like the first time I came to work down here and the first time either of us had been to Patagonia. We planned to do a couple of different backpacking trips where we got like pretty humbled, I feel like, in just like cultural norms, trails only being a one-way direction. Whoa. Um, and navigating buses and bad weather and things like that that were just like they were really a first for me and we we had an incredible time we went to Shell 10 and mm-hmm. did a bunch of hiking and Torres Alpine and we did the loop the classic loop there yeah and it was cool it was like I feel like a pretty big turning point for me as an adult and like I'm traveling independently and have no I'm not just getting on a plane and flying to a place and get staying at a resort. It's like we're really figuring it out as we go. Yeah. And that felt like wild. Yeah. Yeah, really out there. Yeah, this climbing trip after this course is going to be my first time like recreating independently in a foreign country, which, yeah, feels pretty wild. I hope I have the skills to manage it. <laughs> Yeah, been a journey. Hmm. In regards to, uh, like, working down here, have you had any, like, really standout, um, like, challenges on any of the courses that you've worked that were, like, big learnings for you? I think weather is probably, like, the biggest mm-hmm. thing that humbles me and and I've learned a lot from. Adi and I are here right now in November, which is, like, very early spring down here. And so the snow is melting up high <laughs> into rivers. And I've def- we've definitely, like, come across rivers where we just, like, couldn't cross them. Mm-hmm. And so had to change our plan, camp, and get up early and cross them when the water and snow has refrozen Oof. overnight. And then I definitely spent time up on Tronador, the glacier that we work on up here, just like chilling in the tent because it's a whiteout. Yikes. <laughs> I had my first experience with the one of those creek crossings the other day. Yeah, I did not know what I was in for. I went climbing with one of our friends and I had to like take my pants off and wear my Crocs and like... At first, I was like, oh, it's not bad. I'll be fine. And then, like, a third of the way through, I was, like, in significant pain. And by the other side, like, couldn't feel my my feet. And when I told Styles, she was like, yeah, just wait till you're standing in the water spotting students. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah. I would definitely say the weather has been the most challenging and, like, unknown. Yeah. That's fair. Definitely a little more intense, like, higher up and more exposed than... In North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you've instructed in North Carolina and and down here and also in our Florida course area, right? Yeah. Anywhere else? Um, I got to work in Mexico oh. in 2020 for a few months with a Canadian company. Sick. That takes people whitewater kayaking and canoeing. 
whoa, that's it's sick. It's like people who want to go on a whitewater paddling vacation. Were you, it was a vacation, so you were like guiding? Yeah, uh, a friend of mine and I were helping the company like run logistics, take some videos, take some pictures. Mm-hmm. So we did a combo of like driving, helping load boats. And, and and a quite a bit of paddling. Hmm. When I think about some of my most recent like wild wildest experiences, it was probably in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you say uh, you're a boater or like what is your main what are your main outdoor sports these days? That's a good question. I think a lot of people in in the outdoor field definitely like pick one. Yeah. And go with it. Yeah. One activity. And I describe myself as, like, mediocre at all of them, but not great at any of them (laughs) because I can't choose. Um, I would say, like, most recently, I've been doing a lot more mountain biking and less paddling. Yeah. But that could change, you know, in a month. Who knows? What do you like about mountain biking? I think... For me, mountain biking is is one of the, like, sports that is mine. Mm-hmm. I, like, don't do it for work. Cool. And so it feels like this thing that is special to me. Yeah. And my partner and I started mountain biking together, so it is, like, the special thing we have. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's similar to, like, all of the outdoor sports, right? Like, I think the reason that we and people in general are drawn to them is they they serve as as sort of a mirror not to be like cheesy or cliche let but it rip they please. let it <laughs> it it shows us how we or it really like humbles us and shows us how we show up in the world and yeah. how we how we interact with fear and mm-hmm. ego damn yeah that's true i feel like i'm gonna come face to face with that humility on this course <laughs> gonna be on a glacier I've only done that once before but yeah excited to like be humbled and be open to like learning experiences and like letting the outdoors like push me around a little bit I think that's important yeah you're gonna be great thanks I hope (laughs) okay uh next question is uh this is actually a question from you uh recently uh, actually not recently. <laughs> this question is from March, maybe. Um, Styles asked me and Julia these questions when we were transitioning back to the East. And so I thought I'd turn the, turn the questions back on the Styles. <laughs> so the first question is, who has influenced you the past few years in the outdoor industry? That's such a good question. I think that like in, in the recent years, I've been more administrative and less in the field since I have been the program director. And so I have two answers. I have gotten to watch a lot of field instructors in the field, Mm -hmm. like from the sidelines. And I am like constantly inspired Mm. by our coworkers Mm. because it takes a pretty special person to like want to be in the woods with a bunch of kids for weeks at a time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, like, always reminded when those courses come back to our property at the end of, like, oh, it does work. Mm -hmm. Like, these experiences are Mm life-changing. And I think that has added a lot of inspiration for me and my role out of the field. Mm -hmm. 
And I think in my role as a program director, um, there was another program director out in Washington at a different location Mm -hmm. who provided me with a lot of mentorship and guidance, especially kind of starting my role during the end of 2020 Mm -hmm. pandemic. And I think I learned a lot from him and like really look up to him as a risk manager and Mm. manager of people. Mm -hmm. Um, How long have you been in that program director role? Two full seasons. Nice. And and that that's that's it, right? That's it. This We're is calling your, it. This is your victory lap <laughs> this course. This is my here. victory lap course. Uh, Retirement party. What's what's gonna be what's gonna be next for you? N- no idea. And that that is, I think, good good for me right now. Yeah. To like take some time to think about. Yeah. What I'm good at. Yeah, for sure. And what I like. What have you What have you gotten from your experience? with this organization like what are you, what's your transference that you'll be bringing mm. with you to your next phase in life it's a good one yeah. that's not the question <laughs> that I asked you I know <laughs> I just thought of it <laughs> um that's a good I mean I think the thing that I've gotten from my last 10 years at at our organization is probably just how to be an effective communicator mm. and I think that has helped me show up as a better partner, daughter, sister, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that that's, that's like, really what I've gained. Yeah. A- among, like, obviously tons of other stuff, but I think, like, something that has both affected my professional but also my personal life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could write a book. <laughs> we could do it. We could do a two-hour pod on what we, what we get from from this work but that's a good that's a good if you had to sum it up in one thing that's like really important that's a good one yeah I think I show up as a better person yeah cool I have to agree even though I'm still in the midst of my my journey here all right and the other question you asked us previously was what are some experiences that have inspired you to be a better educator I think most recently like COVID Mm. I remember watching our first course end last year in like March of 2021 and like being reminded how powerful it is to like be in person Mm. and interact with strangers and like get to know people and let people get to know you and be challenged and be supported and be in community. I think are like all pretty baseline things Mm -hmm. at our job. Yeah. But I was reminded by just, like, how powerful they are. I, like, remember sitting at Corson and just, like, sobbing with the APD. Yeah. Because it was so powerful for those students. And I think, for me, that was, like, this work is important. Yeah. Like, despite there, like, being this intense turmoil around the world and in our country. Yeah. Just that, like, it is important. Yeah. And has has place. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, the experience of the work is, like, continually re-inspiring, I feel like. Yeah. Like, it has these ebbs and flows where there's, like, grinds where you're, like, what, like, what, what am I even doing? And then there's these, like, highs where it's, like, this is magical, nothing matters more than, like, putting my effort here. At least that's how I felt. 
I think I'm riding a high right now coming off this <laughs> this past semester phase and heading into another semester phase. It's like in Argentina. It's like, yeah, this is like my dream course situation. Like, like I'm here because I did like a travel program when I was 19. That was kind of the same educational vibe as this, although not in the back country. It was front country, but same thing. Pretty life changing. Yeah. And so I've always like coming into this field, like this is the type of course I want to work. Um, cause like that experience inspired me originally to even be an educator. So now it's like by being here, it just like, is this like, it's not even a circle. It's like a, a dialect that like pushes, pushes you forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Special. What's inspiring you these days? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't know. Maybe this group of students, like, like there's a level of of like intention that I've I did not personally have when I was 19 mm-hmm. that is like super inspiring it makes me feel like I want to work even harder to like facilitate the best experience I can um also maybe I just lucked out with a great group of students but yeah that's been inspiring recently I think yeah that is a tough question and I think my answer has changed since the last time I answered this question so who and what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, other than my students, which is, like, an easy answer, because, like, obviously I'm in inter- I've been, like, student-facing for the past month, and I'm about to be for the next month, so that's, like, that's kind of my world. That's a good answer, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think also maybe the... This sounds, like, wicked cheesy, but, like, the the majesty of nature mm-hmm. in different areas. Like, I have personally, like, a lot of climbing dreams, and when I think about, like, places in the world I want to experience um, and, like, the level of like uh like personal growth it's going to take to get there like I know that this process that I'm trying to facilitate for students is like happening to me at the same exact time Mm -hmm. and so like my own personal journey and my like intention in that direction like keeps driving me forward and I know that that like trickles down to how I um show up to students which I guess I just said I inspire myself but I guess I'll go ahead and say that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I think something that I've seen with you and Julia is that y'all have like a pretty incredible group of friends yeah at work 100% and I think that I remember that I remember my own experience with that mm-hmm. you know when I was around the same time as you yeah and being like really inspired by my friends yeah I think that was my answer when I asked answered this question a couple months ago hundred percent yeah my friends are so inspiring it's like um and they say like you you surround yourself with who you want to be or whatever like my friends go hard like they get after it they're all good people and just like no drama just like really good really good people and impressive athletes and yeah fun to hang out with yeah lots to be inspired by it's easy to get caught up in the in the grind of life, but yeah. I have another question that I didn't tell you I was going <laughs> to ask you. And it's a classic cabin one question. You can also deny to answer it and that'll be fine. I'll cut this whole thing out. But have you ever pooped yourself in the backcountry? Yeah, I think everybody that works in this field has done that. Are you open to sharing a story? Yeah, I, most people know this one. I'm sorry if you don't know it. I don't know it. I was working a new staff training... In the Everglades, 
And yeah, I pooped my pants like right after we got to be to the beach where we were camping. Yeah. We me and my co-instructor Lindsay had just given like this long spiel about we we have to wear PFDs when we swim and we have to wear our wet shoes mm-hmm. because of the oysters, which is true. You should do those things. <laughs> But as soon as we finished doing that, like, it was immediate. Like, there was no stopping it. And I <sighs> ju- dove into the water. Like, <sighs> ran into the water. No PFD. Crossed, <laughs> like, no wet shoes. And just cleaned, cleaned up. Oh, my took God. Took care of things. But it was, like, moments after. That is hilarious. <laughs> were, the, were the people on the training, like, laughing? Or did they see it? I don't know if they saw it. Everybody knows about it now because we've laughed about it. But. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. It happened to me once on a course where a student like pooped themselves like during the day hiking and I spent like the whole afternoon with my co-instructor like how does that happen? Like how does a student poop themselves? And then like that night like my the knot on my pants got stuck and I was like trying to poop and, like like in like in like extremis like trying to undo my pants like oh my god I spent all day wondering how a kid poops themselves and I'm about to poop myself. So yeah, it happens. It does happen. This is the real outdoor experience (laughs) it's not all sexy photos on a mountain in patagonia sometimes you're pooping your pants it's true sometimes you're doing both at the same time yeah (laughs) yeah yeah nice um any final thoughts no thanks for having me yeah doesn't it fly by yeah 30 minutes yeah boom gone yeah thanks for being on yeah um my pleasure Keep following the pod for Julia's first solo episode coming soon. And uh, thanks, Styles, for being on this week. Well, week. We post whenever we want. <laughs> and the fans know that by now. But yeah, that's it for this time. Peace out, Cabin One fans. <laughs>